This week's episode of the Sports Lords is brought to you by Elderly Antifa. Calling all seniors, calling all seniors. Do you want to get shoved over by a cop and thereby start a full-on riot? Then join Elderly Antifa, where we'll train you in the art of gingerly walking up to a police officer and getting shoved to the ground and cracking your skull. Elderly Antifa, join today, you old fuck. And now it's time for the Sports Lords. (laughs) Oh, my bag. What's up, folks? Welcome to the show. We're back. Uh, hopefully no cops are listening, because we don't want you to come after us. It's an edgy sponsor. It's, uh, yeah. you know, um, I, I guess the president was right when he tweeted about, you know, that old man who got shoved by the cops in Buffalo being an agitator. <laughs> Turns out he was, like... One of the original members of Elderly Antifa. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah, anything, which... that's a recruiting video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I mean, I think I can speak for all of us uh, when I say that we support elder, Elderly Antifa and their mission, you know? Yeah, I, I, I'd say I support them even more than regular Antifa. And <laughs> I'd say they're probably like a, as good a. a you know group for elderly people better than elderly isis i think for sure oh yeah absolutely elderly isis does some pretty insane shit um yeah (laughs) Yeah, they do do. also their elderly antifa gets way more shit done than prenatal antifa you know what i mean so it's like they're (sighs) better than them too for sure yeah Yeah. no doubt hey do we know if do we know if herb is part of this? I think, I don't know. You know, I, I kind of always pegged Herb for being more of a conservative guy politically, but I really, I can't peg him for whatever his beliefs are. Cause he's like, he's, he's sort of like, I he's guess like I've a- learned he's, he's kind of like a, he's a, a libertine sort of. He, he's like apolitical. You know what I mean? He's yeah, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. He's, he's a free spirit. So he, he could he, be, he might not even know who, is president right now though if you asked him you know? right i did ask him one time he said johnny carson <laughs> he had a question mark and i was like herb johnny carson died like 30 years ago or 20 years ago or something however long you know yeah and he started crying i did oh, also ask him about pegging he went into great detail about that but yeah yeah it's you know <laughs> he's got varying expertise on different subjects you like what you like yeah, he's, he's a relic of old Hollywood, I guess. Yeah. Showbiz. Yeah, but um, but yeah, folks, we're back. We um, we obviously took the uh, last week off. Uh, it just felt a little inappropriate to to do dick jokes and peg jokes and stuff in the middle of a social revolution. Not that it's ended, but you know, things have calmed down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we've yeah, it's had. Yeah we've had time to let things uh, settle slightly. So um, 
Yeah, so we feel less uh, weird about doing this, but, you know, and uh, as you know, we are a Blue Lives Matter podcast, uh-huh. so <laughs> just do with that what you will. Uh, Jimmy and me are both cops. Yeah, <laughs> by birth, by birth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I misunderstood because I thought that meant that we were like blue man group lives ladder matter. So I'm dressed up in blue and I shaved my head. You guys can't see it. Yeah. Listener can't see it, but I, you know, I misunderstood altogether. Yeah. That's all right. That's, that's embarrassing for you, man. It really is. For sure. Because <laughs> now I no, have no hair on my head and I have no eyebrows <laughs> or nothing because <laughs> it's all shaved. Yeah, but, uh, it's been a, it was a weird it was a weird uh, two week interval here for um, for the world for everything yeah yeah um, yeah hopefully uh, good things come out of this yeah, so far some good things have some good things it, have have happened they really you have know? yeah. So, and hopefully if you're listening and you are out protesting or, you know, if you're getting involved, hopefully you're safe, hopefully you're okay. And then, you know, get roughed up or anything. Cause it was, uh, it was pretty scary here in New York city for a little while. I yeah. only went out during the day. I definitely did not, uh, roll the dice by going out in the evenings. Cause, uh, it was getting bad. Yeah. I saw some video from friends who did go out at night and, it was some real uh, escape from New York, um, you know, crazy shit on the streets of New York happening. So yeah, yeah. but luckily they're all safe, and um, luckily uh, Debunglio lifted the curfew. But it's just bizarre to me how how much the NYPD has seems to have every New York politician's balls in a vice. Yeah, and it's, have forever. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, like, I mean, is it just some kind of blackmail thing they're doing or something? Or? It must be, right? Yeah. It is a little bit. Like, I was reading about uh, in 92, I want to say, like, cops kind of did the same thing when um, uh, Dinkins, Dinkins? Yeah. Dinkins was the mayor, mm-hmm. and he... He tried to do some police reform and they got all pissed and they showed up to city hall like drunk, like day drinking. And, uh, basically a lot of, it's a lot of doing... signs with a lot of signs with the N word on them, stuff like that. Yeah. Threatening his life, threatening to kill him. And, and then they took and marched and they marched across bridges and they beat people up along the way. And, uh, the person kind of leading the charge, was one Mr. Rudy Giuliani who became who became mayor the year after. Mm. Wow. God so, bless America. 9-11, never forget. You know, the hero of America uh, <laughs> yeah. started his heroics earlier. Yeah, because then he, like, purged a bunch of homeless people when he became mayor. Yeah, he cleaned up the city, Jim. Yeah, oh, excuse <laughs> me. Yeah. There was no purge of the homeless. No, yeah. the homeless weren't murdered and the porn theaters weren't burned to the ground. <laughs> no, none of that happened. I mean, I wish they would have burned the porn theaters to the ground. But then again, if they would have, we wouldn't have the M&M store, which is right. better. It's better. 
Times Square rocks now. <laughs> yeah, man. It freaking rocks, and I freaking love it, man. Yeah. Once everything opens up again nationwide, once our dear leader opens it up, if you're traveling to New York, you got to go to Times Square right away. Oh, absolutely. It's the first spot to go. I just walked through there yesterday, and there were about 7 million cops there. So it's the place to be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was a crazy last week. Um, Yeah, I don't know where to begin because there's a few things that happened last week that we should cover if we're going to be the sports journalists that we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, there's there's baseball. Uh, They still can't figure out uh, the owners and the players still can't make a deal to actually play any type of season this year and they're running out of time. Uh, so that's been happening. Yeah. There was um, a new proposal today, right? 89 games. And I think sliding scale salaries. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to go through. It's yeah. It's not looking good. Um, which will be disastrous for baseball if that's the case. I mean, there's two terrible things happening with baseball right now. The labor dispute where the billionaire owners are being super greedy and and thrifty and not wanting to pay players. Which and is why the, the Players Association is rejecting these plans. Right, To be, to right. be clear, because I didn't make that clear earlier. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then the second thing is the star player who was just drafted number one overall is named Spencer Torkelson, <laughs> which is the worst sports name in the history of the world. Spencer like, Torkelson. Actually, people don't know this, but Spencer Torkelson was the original name for Steve Urkel, and the writer said, you know, that's a little too on the nose. That's too dorky. And he's like, fine, how about Steve Urkel? And they were like, okay. Fine. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's bad times for baseball. If they can't if they can't get this figured out real soon, it's gonna probably. Well, they're uh, saying what they have like a week, maybe two weeks, to kind of figure it out and get it going to make sure that you can play the full season. Is yeah, I mean they're already like on they're already on borrowed time because like three weeks ago they were like if they don't have it figured out by the first week of June. Yeah. And then yeah. They, been changing that but yeah it's not good yeah it's uh it's not good because um apparently they there's a strike brewing for 2021 already in the first place uh because i guess the collective bargaining agreement is expiring um so there's a scenario where they don't play this season and then the players are on strike for next season which would just destroy baseball if that happens. Yeah, because uh, what was it? The last strike in 93, it took till like Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa having that summer to kind of bring baseball back, right? Because it was kind of dead. For sure. Years. Oh, yeah. People were pissed when it came back. Yeah. Like that's, nobody was going to games. Yeah, that's why the Braves 95 World Series win was like not as celebrated in Atlanta and – yeah, I don't know. For me personally, when I was a kid, I'd lost a ton of interest in baseball because of the strike. Right. And I think a lot of fans, even ones who aren't nine years old, uh, will be like, what the fuck? You can't figure this out? Especially because, um, you know, we're dealing with several global and national crises. And it's like, if you can't 
figure this out now, it looks especially terrible. Oh, yeah. Everyone in the fucking country. Yeah. So petty. It's not a good look. And it's like... At all. What drives me crazy is how people get mad at the players because they're like, just play baseball. And it's like, what about these billionaires who could pay them what they want and they just choose yeah. not to. Yeah. Well, I, I read something that uh, the dispute between the, the owners, what the owner's last offer was and the player's uh, offer averaged out to the difference in money between the players and owners per team broke down to about $10 million per team. And just to give you an idea of like um, – scale like an, an i think i think it's like a major league baseball team average usually earns about uh two billion dollars a year um there's something crazy it's like 1.2 billion just in like tv deals or something like that i'm getting it wrong but basically the point is the 10 million dollar figure that they're fighting over is nothing yeah. for an owner owner or an owner or ownership group. So it's like... Because you're going to recoup that money so quickly. So quick. Oh, yeah. If they, were, if they were starting baseball in like two weeks, it would be the highest rated baseball play in probably 30 years or something. Yeah, decades easily. Because everyone would be watching that. Yeah. I just yeah. watched the fucking MLB draft. I've never done that in my life. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a baseball fan. So like, did you watch all five hundred rounds? Well, now there's only five. <laughs> oh, okay. They shortened it from forty to five rounds. <laughs> That's a big cut. I know <laughs> it's it was it was it was part of like a player agreement, and part of it was yeah, it's like a controversy, I guess, because players who were negotiating who like allowed that. You know, they don't give a shit. They're like, I'm already in the league. Who cares how big the draft is? And then, you know, it's basically going to cut down on minor league play. And Anyway. Well, that's the the other fucked up thing going on with baseball. Minor leagues have been canceled. And Mm -hmm. so all those guys are basically out of a job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know there's individual teams like the Nationals who they're – their top guys have said, we'll give money to pay these guys – but I don't think everyone's doing that, you know? No, I mean, yeah, on a few teams, the players had to step up and and cover these minor leaguers who basically got fired. Yeah. Um, Which is pretty shameful on the billionaire owner's parts, once again. Pretty fucked up. Yeah, I think we mentioned it, but I think the Oakland Athletics just – they cut – all like they're not paying any other players or something like they're not even paying them the $400 a week stipend for their minor leaguers, which is like nothing. Uh, so yeah. And minor leaguers don't know how to do anything outside of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys came straight from high school or Venezuela and don't know anything other than baseball. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I was listening to one, uh, former big leaguer who was saying like, Oh yeah, when I was in the minors, it was just like play the season and then to earn money in the off season, the main gig was go work for UPS and then come back and, um, 
which is like kind of my reach job right now because I'm unemployed. So <laughs> minor league baseball. Uh, that's my backup. My okay. reach is the UPS. Oh, gotcha. Okay. The United Parcel Service. What can Brown do for you? <laughs> that's a sponsored placement. They paid us to say that. Yeah, they're with us till the end. In these COVID times, these times they're with us. Um, before we get to advertising, because I know we'll talk about that, but uh, while we're on baseball, did you guys see that photo of Manny Ramirez that he posted with Poppy a few weeks ago? That guy yeah. aged so much. Yeah. yeah. He's got white hair. Yeah. He's like got totally white hair. He looks like he's like 70. Yeah. I love Manny. Like, I'm not I a Red Sox fan, too, but man. I love Manny because he was insane. He was, and he was so fucking good, too. And he was an incredible hitter. Yeah, like he just hit everything. He was lovable, lovable goofball. Yeah, I was just watching an old 90s <clears throat> Cleveland Indians World Series game that it was his rookie season. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the 95 Braves uh, Indians World Series, and he was good as fuck. That Indians team was incredible, man. It was so loaded, top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad they lost. <laughs> yeah, they, they gave us our one World Series, and they didn't get one. Yeah. And then they gave us Kenny Lofton, and uh, he sucked for us. <laughs> he did suck for us. Yeah. And then they lost. Didn't they lose to the Cubs mm-hmm. in the World Series? Yeah. yeah. That's tough. That's real. <clears throat> and then they, you know, they have the MLB's most problematic team name. So. Yeah. You know, it's tough. And then you're there in Cleveland. That's tough. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't seem like a fun place to be. No. Come to Cleveland. Our river catches fire every now and then. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so baseball hopefully will get their shit together. Um, The NBA is coming back. Yeah, they got their shit together. They figured it out. It's yeah. a weird plan and a weird thing, but the NBA is restarting, and um, it's going to be in Orlando at the Disney Wide World of Sports Complex or whatever, and it's only 22 teams that are going to go, so our beloved Atlanta Hawks are out. They're done. Um, and it's going to be like a weird thing. They're going to finish the season with like a little mini tournament for seeding, and then they're going to go through the playoffs. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be locked in on that. Uh, yeah, July thirty first is the target date right now um, for the restart. So they'll go through the playoffs, and I think they're going to have like a month off, and then the 2020-21 season is going to kick off immediately after. Jeez, Damn. that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, well, I hope it works out and uh, nobody gets COVID or anything, you know? Yeah, well, that's what uh, we were talking about before. It's like right now it seems, you know, things seem to be chilling out slightly here in New York as far as COVID is going, uh, for better or for worse. But, you know, whenever that NBA season starts, uh, they're going to be in Florida, which – could be the epicenter of coronavirus by then. Yeah, maybe. Their idea is they're going to go to Disney and just kind of be in a bubble for themselves. So, like, 
They're going to stay in like the hotels there. They're going to go there early to quarantine, especially the players that live outside the U.S. Um, they're going to have like limited staff, like limited hotel staff too. Um, you know, no service, no hotel service, like no making your beds for them or anything. You, they're not allowed to shower in the arenas. They have to just go back to their hotel rooms. They can't really like leave the complex. They can't have any guests or family come until maybe later in the playoffs when things calm down. They're going to get tested like every day or something like that, I think. The bench, everyone's going to have space in between them. It's like a, a really weird thing. And the referees too, like they're going to be in masks or something and tested. But the NBA did say uh, they're not going to really test for weed. Oh, Nice. So a lot of people are saying this is a little bit of an experiment also to see, like, should they just stop testing for weed altogether? I mean, I have, I have, I don't possibly see why they should test for weed. Well, the way the NBA <laughs> does it now, because the NFL does it regularly because they care about that, but the way the NBA does it now from what I've heard other people say is they'll have one or two tests at the start of the season, like at the very, very beginning, and all the players know when it's going to be. And then it's like, okay, we tested our players and don't do it again. So they yeah. kind of cover their bases that way, but this time they're not even going to bother. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking weed. It doesn't, like, make you jump higher. Right, and they all smoke it already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, even uh, – yeah, I, I don't know. The testing thing is crazy, too, because I, I also heard – a. MLB player saying like oh yeah when I started in the MLB when I came up from the minors it was like oh yeah once you get to this is in like early 2000s it was like once you get past the minors everyone's like yeah then you can just like <clears throat> do steroids if you want because <laughs> they'll let you know when they're gonna test you and like they'll you can get around it it was like yeah. a known thing so it's like what the hell's the I, I just I don't know it's just crazy that anyone cares if they're smoking weed. I know, especially right now with everything happening. Like, yeah. is that really the <laughs> thing you're worried about? Yeah, just they should even, like, hook them all up with a one dealer. Especially in Florida. <laughs> yeah. They should have one dealer who comes through and drops, like, whatever weed they want outside their door. And then... That's it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, in time. fact, they probably will do that. Yeah. You just won't hear about it, (laughs) which is fine. Yeah. The fucked up thing about everything is just like, it's a point I think Jimmy made like last time we recorded where it's all these sports coming back. Like I'm excited for it and I'm, and I'm happy about it. But at the same time, it's like, it just, it's so fucked. Cause it's like, these guys are going to get tested all the time. All these athletes. It's like, but the regular people of the country can't get tested. You know what I mean? It just goes to show how money can, like, really get everything for you. Yeah, definitely. This country, only one color matters. Green, baby! Green lives matter. Green lives matter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Satire, Um, don't cancel me. Satire, satire, parody, parody. Don't cancel us. I've been protesting all week, guys. Come on, man. No, this side. Yeah, no. In all honesty, uh, we're we support Black Lives Matter. We we don't like the cops. Um, no, nope. and the cops, the cops don't like us. 
<laughs> oh boy, do they Maybe ever not, not like us. Um, <laughs> but um, I do have to say separately, it is funny. Um, it's totally not sports related, but watching um, alt, alt woke comedians get canceled on Twitter this week is funny. That's either here nor there. I just had to say it. Um, yeah, the reckoning hey. is coming for everyone. Um, yeah. <laughs> I saw the list yeah. I saw the you list can't... today of like higher like people higher up in the food chain of entertainment or business who've all been fired because of racist things they've said or supporting the murder of protesters. <laughs> Jeez, who the fuck did that? Well, um I right, so let me see if I can remember the it was a, so there's a soccer player actually it relates to sports even. Um a soccer player for the LA Galaxy in Major League Soccer, his wife tweeted something about shooting people on the streets. And the LA Galaxy called in the, the player and was like, hey, man, like, what the fuck's up with your wife? Why is she posting this online? You know, she's tied to you. So, like, you're kind of a unit. And they, uh, they cut him. They cut him from the team. Holy yeah. shit. Damn. Because especially soccer and, like, especially the MLS here <clears> – <throat> They were having last season. They were having a big controversy because they were trying to remove Antifa stuff from the stands. Because like the lefties love soccer, mm-hmm. yeah, so, and NASCAR, and NASCAR. soccer and NASCAR. So it's you know you don't fuck around with like that kind of stuff, and and especially in MLS because like you know the fans are going to turn on you, right? Um, but yeah, like the cro- the guy that owns CrossFit has stepped down from his position because he said. He was like, I don't mourn George Floyd, and no one at our company does. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it makes so, so much sense that the guy who runs CrossFit <laughs> is a giant fucking idiot. Yeah, because that definitely whole, does. Where, uh, where we live, uh, there's a CrossFit right by us. And if you're listening, you don't need to know where that is. But I pass by it and see some fucking idiots like flipping a tire. Mm-hmm. And these are the same people who probably go work at advertising jobs Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you you guys all deserve to get scammed. And this is a giant scam. The um, CrossFit shit that bugs me the most is when you're walking down the sidewalk and a group of like six dudes are like running around the block. Yeah. Going back. It's like, dude, don't yeah. push me over. What? Yeah. Don't Why run in the city. Why are you doing this? Yeah. yeah. Don't run in the city. In don't a group of here. six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fuck? I, I've always hated CrossFit since I once I knew a guy who was a CrossFit trainer and he was like, Oh dude, jump in our jump in my circuit, I'll show you. And I like did all these max out lifts and then I couldn't uh bend over for a week. Mm. <laughs> I like yeah. couldn't tie my shoes and I was like, This sucks. It'll happen. This, yeah. This is not it's healthy. For psychos. Yeah. It's for psychos psycho stuff like unless i was trying to fucking walk on to the fucking new york jets i don't know why i need to do that yeah but if it's the jets you don't even need to do that <laughs> no you're right it's a bad <laughs> example yeah you're the jets go i would just jets. yeah i just need one week of tiddlywinks and then i'm good to go <laughs> oh you've had mono already you're on the team <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, and that also reminds me another sports thing. I joked jokingly brought up NASCAR, but I just saw today that NASCAR is now banning the uh, 
Confederate flags yeah. being flown at their events. Yeah, Bubba Wallace pushed for that. Uh, he's the first black NASCAR dri- full-time NASCAR driver since like 1971, and yeah. uh, he he's gonna also paint his car in like Black Lives Matter. Holy shit! Uh, stuff too. Yeah. Uh, you know, couple of things. First of all, I don't see that getting enforced very strictly. <laughs> I think there's going to be like, hey, if you're going to have that up, just get it out of the view of the camera we got zooming in <laughs> over the over the crowd. Otherwise, you're good to go. Yeah, it'll be one of those things like, hey, dude, you can do that when we don't have fans here right now. But when the fans come back, this has got to go. <laughs> yeah. For your safety, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, I- then his – like that's with the Confederate flags. And then with his car, it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wonder but, how how many guys are going to quit NASCAR because of this. <laughs> I'm quitting NASCAR. You know what I can't be amazing? believe this. You know what would be amazing is if a bunch of NASCAR fans in protest all kneeled at the first race back. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. We can't use our Confederate flag. Oh, We're taking a knee. Oh, man. That, that would be hell world. That could happen. Hard. That could happen. Speaking of taking knees, I think we have to shift gears here and talk about Drew Brees. Um, I know that's been like heavily discussed or whatever, but uh, in case in case listeners you missed it last week, um, in the midst of this whole social up you know uprising and, and discussions of race in this country, Drew Brees was again asked in an interview point blank if he felt if he had changed his stance on Colin Kaepernick in his peaceful protest back when he was kneeling during the national anthem um, against police brutality. And Drew Brees, of course, stuck to his guns and said that he will never be on the side of or respect anyone who disrespects the flag and the troops of this country because both of his grandparents had served in World War II. And uh, it didn't go well for Drew. Yeah, Look, Drew Brees. Both of my grandparents served in World War II. I don't fucking give two shits about <laughs> flag or any. Of- <laughs> well, there were a lot of black players that were like, first off, Drew, you're missing the point because that's not why he's kneeling. He's not disrespectful." Oh yeah, of course. And then it's there were a lot of black players that were like, "My grandfathers served in wars, and then they came back, and they wouldn't sell them a car because right. they were black." Or like soldiers came back, black soldiers came back from Vietnam and they were killed if they wore their uniforms, you know? So it's like, who gives a shit about your grandparents, Drew Brees? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you're deliberately missing the point. Yeah. Which is all that, the troops and the flag bullshit. That's all those people have always done. It's just deliberately like, oh, it's about the troops. So it has nothing to do with the troops. Fucking asshole. Yeah, um, at all. Like, if you still don't get that after yeah. the past week and a half, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, at this point. And I got to say, for me, it was, like, a little bit extra fun just because, like, anytime I control the Saints a little bit or, like, you know, kind of make fun of the Saints, you know, I'm always going to be on thing. board. That's a good thing. And it was extra sweet. Not sweet, but, like, what made that trolling even better was that our quarterback, Matt Ryan, had like the opposite reaction and donated like $500,000 or pledged $5,000 to uh, like 
charities that go to, towards the black community in Atlanta. And it's up to over a million because he was like, he said he would match up to $500,000 of people uh-huh. people donated or whatever. And so, yeah, he raised a lot of money. And look, the Falcons are a problematic organization, like, because all NFL teams are problematic. Sure, yeah. <laughs> like, Arthur <laughs> seems cool, but like, he's all, you know, they weren't on the forefront of like protesting this stuff either. But yeah. yeah, none of them have spoken out and said anything dumb like Drew Brees has. So, and yeah. the Onion did a great job trolling him on our behalf as well. What did they say again? It was, um, I tweeted it out, but like the headline yeah. was something like, uh, Drew Brees hasn't trusted black people since Falcons linebacker stole a football out of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw that one. The Onion's been doing great work recently. They're killing it. As always, yeah. And if you need more satire like that, check out the Hard Times, too. Um, Mm. They've been killing Mm. it. They killed it so hard that uh, they pissed off the village people. Oh, I saw that. They put out a headline that the village people had fired the cop from the group. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and the Hard Times is a satire magazine like the, like the Onion. And then the owner got an email from the Village People's reps and was like, "You have to take this false story down because that hasn't happened. This is completely <laughs> untrue." Blah blah blah. You know. So they're like lapping that up. Wow, that's amazing. What a time to be alive. Oh yeah. Um, and in the NFL, it's been interesting too because like story. I've I've read a few stories that internally. Roger Goodell was never totally against the the kneeling or the peaceful protest as much as he was painted out to be. He just has to like represent for the owners. But he's not like he's he said he's not against it if players want to do it. Um but even before they're saying but that just kind of makes him more of a coward in my eyes. Yeah. I was just oh, following yeah. orders. Yeah. <laughs> Where have I heard that before? Mm. Yeah. Something about World War II. Uh, it'll come to me. Let's keep yeah. it <laughs> If you remember, yeah. just blurt it out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Whenever it pops in. No, no, the Nuremberg trials. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it'll be interesting if everybody's kneeling at the beginning of the NFL season, which seems like that could definitely happen. Um, yeah. I think Adrian Peterson came out and said he was going to kneel. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he did the last – couple of years but yeah it's gonna be because of course trump always reacts to that too i mean he tweeted about it he's already actually. reacted yeah. yeah he's already reacted so if they if if everyone's kneeling it's gonna be fucking nuts between that and the election Woo! everyone's gonna be kneeling but richie incognito will somehow be <laughs> levitating <laughs> 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 it's the most hateful guy in the NFL. He really is. He and Jerry Jones. Um, and to put a cap on like the Drew Brees stuff, it's like I, a lot of people were arguing that like, oh, but he's done a lot of good for the black community after Katrina and New Orleans, and and that that all might be true. But to be that stupid to not understand what the protest was to begin with, just like you're dumb. Yeah. It's like no matter yeah. what you've done, you're still stupid as hell, and you clearly didn't listen to any of your quote-unquote brothers. Um, like Malcolm Jenkins' video reacting to that was super intense. I did not really? see that. 
he posted two because the first one he told them to shut the fuck up like from the get-go but they're teammates so then he like deleted it and then he redid another one but he's like in tears like very very upset because he's one of the most vocal people in the nfl and his teammates with drew Brees. so it's like you haven't listened to anything your teammate has even said yeah but if drew's gonna keep tweeting at trump i'm all about it because he did tweet at him to you know yeah chill out yeah and uh i would say for drew Brees, just be careful when next season starts make sure you don't get halved you know, yeah. Yeah. Like, and w- walk hard, or just your body gets knocked off of your legs. <laughs> I could see that. That'd be bad. See that happening. Drew <laughs> Brees was halved on the play. His offensive lineman just didn't block. <laughs> Speaking of walk hard, I just we just watched that this past weekend. That movie is very funny. Oh, it's excellent. One of the most underrated and not talked about movies and now problematic, I guess, if you want to call it that, uh, movies, but it's so funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's a great one. I watched, we watched that in MacGruber back to back this past weekend and just had a dandy of a time to like compress from everything. It was like, what are the stupidest things on the web that we can watch and smoke a ton of weed with, and those hit the spot. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that that's sounds great. real good. Yeah, it's important to decompress from hell world, you know? Yeah. Take your mind off things. I'm all about protesting and standing up and posting stuff, but, like, you got to – you know, there's enough people doing it right now that you can take a break to for your own mental sake because – Totally. It's tough. <laughs> oh, Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of something that's tough uh, to watch, did you guys end up? I ended up watching the Lance Armstrong documentary all the way through. Have you guys seen that? No. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna check that out, but so it's nowhere near as good as The Last Dance. Yeah, and we, you know, we talked about Michael Jordan being kind of an asshole or coming off as that, you know, which he was or whatever. Um. And he also has donated a ton of money during this time right now, which has been nice to see. So he's like stepped up from that documentary, but Lance Armstrong is truly, truly a monster and like a fucking psychopath. Like he's insane. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think I mentioned when when we first brought it up, I've seen a Lance Armstrong documentary that it, it, it like, uh, I don't remember the name of it, but I saw it like a year or two ago. And it made me like scared of Lance Armstrong. Yeah, like, like he seems capable of murder, and yeah. maybe he has murdered someone. I don't. I bet know. he has. Jesus. Yeah, he, he's a scary dude. He's a cold-blooded motherfucker. It, it's, it's like I think you had mentioned that it, it was kind of like kissing his ass a lot. Mm-hmm. It does at first, and then it just like really shows the monster that this guy is. Um, he was like. Yeah, he was like lying about everything and suing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was <laughs> ruining, like, ruining, no, he was ruining lives. lives. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ! I check it out. Like, I'm not saying don't watch it because it is interesting, but it is long. And yeah, uh, and yeah the guy sucks. <laughs> yeah, and then there's also I've heard good things about the Bruce Lee documentary they just put out, but I, I haven't gotten to that yet. But yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, as much as people said Michael was like Michael Jordan was an asshole, he, he 
I don't know. He didn't really come off as like he he might be kind of a bully, but he definitely wouldn't try to ruin no lives. I don't think he would ruin their lives on the court, but not IRL. You know, like he's not yeah. going to sue you for anything. Um, he yeah. also caught a four almost a five hundred pound marlin today. I saw. Oh. I, I actually saw that um, someone I'm friends with on Facebook. I believe they're an unbelievable podcast fan, an unbeliever, unbeliever podcast fan and unbelievable podcast fan he posted a picture of jordan in north carolina because yeah he was setting sail on this boat for this marlin competition yeah they caught a 448 pounder i think jesus christ yeah that's insane yeah and like the thing with like lance and 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 michael even if you think michael's an asshole which i i I agree with you kevin i think he's just kind of like competitive and a little bit of a bully or whatever even if you think he's an asshole, Michael is just so much cooler. He's just yeah. so cool. And Lance mm-hmm. is not. Michael's <laughs> Michael's like funny and yeah, cool. And just cool. Like there's just like yeah. an aura about him that's cool. Yeah. How the fuck? I'm just looking at pictures of Marlins. I just don't even understand how you reel that in. Oh, I know. They're, They're enormous. Huge. Huge. It's a huge fish. <laughs> <laughs> um another thing i wanted to bring up uh it's just like uh the we talk about this way too much but it's impossible not to now the grossness of corporate advertising right now yeah it, like before it was the whole we're here with you and we're one of you and we're gonna get through this pandemic we're in this together and then, it, and then it became a black lives matter racism is bad thing and it's just like amazon what the fuck are you talking about dudes yeah yeah it's it's really upsetting to me how no matter how powerful or real or spontaneous a movement is in this country it the uh Corporate America is able to, um, and not just corporate America, but like corporate media corporations are able to uh, fucking swoop in and co-opt it like that. Like within, like so quickly they're able to just be like, oh yeah, this is just, we're turning your movement into an ad. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. And like, not just corporations and corporate media, but also like political parties, like yes, fucking Democrats wearing kente cloth and kneeling. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> that that doesn't do anything, but uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. But I feel like with with the corporations co-opting movements, like at some, I feel like maybe people are starting more people are starting to just see how much bullshit that is. Like, yeah, there's been some backlash this week. So you're right. I think. Yeah. Cause I, I've noticed that, um, the last couple of years, every year at pride, there's mm-hmm. been more and more backlash of like, Oh, here come the brands with all their, like, we love gay people tweets. Just, mm-hmm. You know, the one time, the, the only time they ever talk about that is just cause yeah. they want, they want people to buy their shit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and release yes. like rainbow shirts, like the yeah. Gap, but the G and A and P are all rainbow or something. Yeah, something, whatever. The yeah. Um, one of the funniest things, well, the only funny thing maybe to come out of these protests that I've seen so far are a bunch of photos of people 
they're all white people, but like walking up to riot police and trying to hand them a Pepsi. Cause I don't know if you guys remember that commercial from the oh, last time there were marches. Oh yeah. And it's like, Oh yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a commercial made to sell you Pepsi. That commercial was the most offensive thing I think ever made. That's, that's insane. Yeah. Cause like, it was like an Asian guy playing a cello, like a woman in a hijab, like dancing on the street. <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck do you think this is? Like protests no, we got fun. They're, they're there because people are angry about something. <laughs> no, they're fun. They're a party. No, they're like festivals. I don't know what you're talking about, Diego. <laughs> yeah, they're parades, dude. Yeah. That's true. I don't see a, I don't see a protest. I see a parade, and That's, I want to be a part of it. And Pepsi will bring the cops along. Yeah. Yeah, so in that commercial, Kendall Jenner mm-hmm. hands the riot cop uh, Pepsi, and then, like, everybody celebrates. And the cop starts dancing. But, <laughs> yeah. But this week, there's a series of pictures. There's this – you guys may have seen this on Twitter, but, like, this picture of this young woman – going up to riot cops at one of the protests and handing, uh, handing them, them flowers. It's like a series of pictures of like her going up to these guys with flowers. And then the last one is them arresting her. Oh yeah. Or the second, <laughs> the last one is them arresting her. And the last one is just a pile of flowers <laughs> where they arrest. It's insane. It's fucking like, it's just, Oh man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's oh, it's like, almost yeah. like they're fucking bullies with weapons and <laughs> yeah, it almost feels that way. Skulls. When I see how they tra- they trap people on a bridge and leave them trapped there for two hours, like they did here, you know. Um, yeah, it's they fun. have nothing but contempt for the people they're supposed to serve. <laughs> yeah, this city was yeah. and is under police occupation. Like, not to get too dark about it, but it. You know, when there was a curfew and everything, that's what it felt like. It felt like a military force had come in and occupied us. Um, yeah. Okay. But going back to, like, the advertisements real quick, I think the two most offensive ones, and I'll let you guys decide which one was more offensive in terms of showing support for racism in this country. One was the tweet and statement by the San Francisco 49ers, Colin Kaepernick's former team, and the other one was by the Washington Redskins talking about how racism is bad. Oh, man. So you want, you want us to choose which one's more offensive? I don't offensive? know. You decide for yourself which one's All right. More. You're going to read them first? No. I mean, I don't have them. I'm just saying oh. the fact that those organizations oh, do yeah. anything. Yeah. Are you kidding yeah. me? The Redskins want to fight racism? Well, change your name first <laughs> and your well, logo. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think the 49ers. I mean, come on. Yeah, because they just straight up cut. Yeah, they just Kaepernick, cut didn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's the level of hypocrisy with that whole with that and like all that other shit is insane. Yeah. But. Yeah. But people are getting the axe, and uh, it's catching up. I hope so. I hope people are getting wise to all that shit, but I don't know. It's weird times. It's very weird times. It's weird times. That's what I always say. <laughs> I've been saying it for years and it's finally true. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said it in the nineties and people were like, no, these are normal times. And then finally they're starting to be like, Oh, it is weird times. He was, yeah. Right. Kevin was right. He nailed it from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, another person, I guess, who's been under fire, if we want to keep it in the sports has been Dabo Sweeney. Ooh, yeah. Um, Ooh, boy. And I think most college coaches have been having a, an interesting time through all this because uh, yeah. it's like, do they speak up and alienate, especially SEC coaches, alienate your whole fan base? <laughs> yeah. Or, or, you know, stand by your players or do you just not say anything, which is like kind of what they've done, not say anything. But Dabo, oh, man, that guy just can't get out of his own way, I feel like. Yeah. He's a uh, he's a dumbass, good old boy, motherfucker. So Dabo, in case you don't know, uh, he's the coach of Clemson. Go back and listen up. We've had him on as a guest, and uh, we have their audio, so go check those out. Um, but he's under fire because first off, he wouldn't really address any of the social upheaval. Um, he's such a religious man; he always just talks about his faith and leaves it at that, and never takes a side really. Um, but then he's also in, in trouble because um, in 2017, uh, well, one of his former players, DJ Greenlee, who is a tight end at Clemson, in 2017 reported that the tight ends coach, one of the assistant coaches at Clemson, used the N-word uh, during practice. And they went to Dabo and told him about it, and he didn't do anything, and he didn't punish him at all. And um, now it's come back up during this whole kind of time and Dabo continues to deny it and he continues to say that like he wasn't around and so he doesn't know exactly what happened and he you know throwing everyone under the bus basically except himself Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's uh pretty I mean and his players are pissed his players want answers you know what I mean his players are all black and uh they're like what the fuck man yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's so hard to be fair. It's so hard to get through any kind of sports practice without saying the N word, you know, <laughs> it's so hard. No, in all seriousness, it's like, yeah, it's like, uh, uh I don't know. I've seen so many people in the past week or two apologize for some kind of like racist, like directly racist, like that behavior or subtly yeah. racist behavior. And it's just like, everyone's so bad at it. Like his tactic is like, I don't know anything about that. I would never do that. I would never condone it. And basically just deny, deny, deny. Well, he, uh, I wrote this down cause he, in an interview, he's dismissed the idea of racism in college football because he says there's black quarterbacks now. that was that's what he said that was his quote well you guys all remember martin luther king's speech where he says i have a dream that one day uh, black quarterbacks will be a thing in college football yeah that was like the third paragraph that's right and and if that happens racism doesn't exist anymore (laughs) yeah yeah no it's fucked up uh especially for college coaches because they make their money off of those kids like Dabo Swinney's getting like, what is he making? Like eight million dollars a year or something? He's like the highest or second highest paid coach, right? Yeah, it's probably more than it's probably double digits. Yeah, it's like NFL levels. And yeah, 
And most of the kids that play at Clemson will never scratch an NFL. Like, even though Clemson's really good, most of their players won't cut it in the NFL. And that's just how so, competitive the sport is. Yeah. So it's like, dude, the least you can do is like And if you're a man of faith, you're a man of faith and you talk about how you teach morals to these kids, like, then fucking do it. Like, step yeah. up and do the right thing. Yeah. Um, Mike Norval at FSU, the Florida State coach, was in trouble too because he got called out by his own players because uh, yeah. they released a statement saying that they had talked to all the players one-on-one individually about what was going on and how they were going to, like, approach stuff. And then um, their players were like, no, you didn't. You, you guys sent, like, a generic email to everyone, and that yeah. was it. Yeah. <laughs> Like a mass text or something, yeah. But they've since made up, apparently. Like, they've had a team meeting yeah. and like have made up. That's incredibly dumb, too, to yeah. just lie. Be like, you don't think somebody's going to call you out on that? <laughs> <laughs> the one good thing, like, with all this, though, is, like, college players, I think they're starting to realize how much power they truly do have, even if they don't get paid. Um, yeah. And like, uh, and just to be voices and influences. And so like, yeah, you know, FSU, I know their whole team, like they registered to vote and they're going to like go vote together. And like other teams are talking about doing that kind of stuff and being more active in the community and whatever. So if anything, there's a little, you know, it's opened eyes to some of the younger generation and that's a good thing, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. And to those players, I just want to say like, look, there's an election coming up. If you're on the fence, uh, Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Right in Bernie Sanders. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I'm going to – I know a lot of you guys probably are thinking, well, I kind of want Trump back in there. Guys, I don't think it's a good idea. Just want to put that yeah. out there. I know we I'm going like to go ahead political. and – yeah, I, you know, I'm going to second Kevin on that. Um, like he said, don't want to get too political here. I'm going to quote – I'm going to quote my – favorite vice president of all time and to these players i'll just say if you vote for trump you ain't blackjack yeah <laughs> exactly and then i gotta I, I gotta give the laptop to my wife she's got a thing <laughs> she's got a thing and i, I gotta get it's her turn with the laptop <laughs> people complaining that biden's not getting enough coverage don't understand how good that is yeah oh my god it's i'm it's a, it's a miracle. I'm pretty sure that's intentional too. Like the guy leaves the house like once every three weeks at this point. <laughs> He's not, okay. I do have to say, uh, he, I saw a commercial just earlier tonight that he's going to be on the daily show tonight. Oh. And I, I just like, we haven't, we haven't seen the episode, but, and we can't know this because clearly now, I mean, they've always done this, but they shoot this like on zoom. They edit it together. How much do you want to bet that they have uh, footage on the floor of him calling Trevor Noah Barack? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, fuck. You know, I was against apartheid for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. uh, Anyway, so that's good. And, um,. I agree that it's good that those players, they should know that because I think football is like a sport where you're sort of trained to have group mind and be always be like 
subservient to your coaches and like there's probably the least room it's the most militaristic and like the least room for um i don't know being a, a rebel within your team or whatever or it's the most yeah. conservative sport yeah so it's a tricky thing but those players definitely do need and i'm glad they are realizing that they're extremely powerful like they those coaches depend on them more than they depend on those coaches i think yeah yeah, yeah i mean there's no yeah because there's like barely any like black college head coaches um, there's a mm-hmm. movement I keep seeing on Twitter where people are urging like high school athletes. It's like, fuck the NCAA, go to black colleges. Mm-hmm. Like why oh, not yeah. turn those into the powers instead of like what we have now? Um, the yeah, money I mean, obviously is like the thing that's going to not allow that to happen the way things are, but you know, it's uh they better catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's Dabo's a lot of... just so old school. That stuff's not going to fly anymore, you know? Yeah. No. And isn't Tommy Tuberville, former Auburn coach, running for Senate or something yes. in Alabama? He is. He's like a MAGA Against guy. Jeff Sessions. Yeah. He's he's trying to out MAGA. <laughs> out MAGA Jeff, Jeff Sessions. Sessions. <laughs> yeah. That is highly disturbing. Yeah. This cause... Jeff Sessions is lefty weirdo. Yeah, man. Now, let me ask you, let me ask you everyone here. How many SEC championships did Jeff Sessions bring? <laughs> None? Oh, well, you know who did? And the- Woo, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. You War Eagle. That- War Eagle. Who got Cadillac Williams and Ronnie Brown in the same backfield at the same time? <laughs> was it Mr. Sessions or was it me? <laughs> and then, like, last minute, is that Nick Saban's music? And then Nick Saban comes out. (laughs) (laughs) My God, it's Saban. (laughs) Yeah, they should just do that. They should have the two senators from Alabama be an Auburn former head coach and an Alabama former head coach. Save us all a lot of fucking trouble. Uh, yeah i think lsu also they all registered i think coach o took them all to get registered or they talked about it i know they had meetings i would way rather hear uh coach o's thoughts on things than i'd rather hear talk about anything yeah (laughs) now boys we're going down we're gonna get we're gonna get our ballots and we're gonna vote together i'm voting for rufus j Thibodeau, a gator from my from my parish no, 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 not a Florida gator, a literal alligator, a real alligator. A real-life gator that's from my parish, and I think he's got some good ideas. He's a socially liberal but physically conservative. <laughs> he wants to get behind him. He doesn't want to change my tax rate, but he, he does want to give men the right to marry each other in the state of Louisiana. <laughs> Oh, uh, you saying tax rate reminds me. Um, last week we would have talked about it, but I just want to give a quick fuck you to Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosilio, um while we're here. So, 
Um, I mean, always, yeah. always want to give them a fuck. Always, and yeah. like, especially last week when they came on, did a podcast to talk about social justice. <laughs> 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 and one of them admitted to voting for Trump for tax purposes, right? Brian Rosillo did? Yeah. Ugh. A man, Ugh. a man well, who voted for Trump and, and is like talking about how cool cops are because they get guns and grenades and tanks. And it's like, what man wouldn't want to like cops? And this is also a man who at one point in his adult life, when he was a known broadcaster, got drunk and broke into someone's house and fell asleep naked in their bed. I knew he had some kind of drunken disorderly thing. And the cops just escorted him out. And it's like, you don't even understand your privilege. Yeah. Yeah. Still to this day. Was it someone he knew or was it just a stranger's house? I think it was a stranger, but I could be wrong. No, I don't know about that, but yeah. That's awesome. Respect. Yeah. (laughs) I hate those guys. And so I just wanted to like call it out once again. Yeah. Those guys are D bags. And the ringer's in trouble. Like they've been getting called out by the union. You know, they started the union. Oh, that's right. There's like barely any black people that work at the ringer or people of color. Um, definitely no one in charge uh, is a person of color. Well, and, uh, Bill's Bill's a Boston guy, so that's yeah. all checking out. That yeah, that sounds. Yeah, if you're from right. Boston, you count as a person of color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if you're from Cambridge, then you're white. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, he's like, from fucking, yeah, what a. Ugh. It was funny how the union was calling them out for that the same day that that other podcast dropped. And Ryan Rosillo kept saying how diverse the ringer was and how excited he was to be working at a diverse place. <laughs> he wow. probably he probably literally meant like uh, there there's like three women. He met like Shay Serrano. He met Jason Concepcion. Rember and, Brown, like a woman. <laughs> or does Rember Brown even work there? Or is I think he, he just, left. He left. Yeah, I mean he's like still contributes. I think, but I think he I think he works for like the Washington Post or something. Oh, okay. Well. Damn, but yeah, I just had to get in a, a Bill Simmons shot. Please, yeah, I I didn't I didn't know all of that. I knew that Ryan Rosillo was in hot water, but I didn't know he said shit to that level of stupidity. Yeah, he admitted his magnus for taxes only and talked yeah. about how cool cops are. That guy's a huge d bag because uh, I remember him when he was Scott Van Pelt's assistant on a like afternoon ESPN radio. He was like the sidekick yeah. on an afternoon ESPN radio show. And that was like six or seven years ago. And he was like, you know, like a 33 year old bald guy type of, or like <laughs> losing his hair, very young kind of dorky looking guy. And now he's like this quasi meathead, he looks Mag- like a cop. Maga bro. Yeah, he looks like yeah. he's like evolved into a cop, which is very strange. It is weird. Yeah, he, he likes to talk. Like, I think him and Bill, when they do their podcast together, they wrap up by doing something called Gym Corner, where Rosillo oh, just talks about some behavior at the gym that bugs him or ticks him off. Oh, fuck. And it's just a reason for him to be like, so I'm over there lifting, right? I'm lifting, uh, you know. I'm cleaning. I'm cleaning 125. You know, to reps of 10, and this this guy comes up to me. Right? Ugh. It's just shit like that. And Ugh. yeah, Ugh. listen, Bill. Can you believe that like a black guy was using the machine that I was gonna use? <laughs> he got his black guy juices all over the machine. 
like I had to wipe it down <laughs> three times. <laughs> Can you yeah, believe he's... this woman walked in and was literally <laughs> next to me? Like she who got her, she, she got she got her woman is? juices all over the machine. She's making me horny and I can't clear <laughs> 300 on the power lift. I've got normal juices. Their juices are weird. <laughs> that guy is the most... He's like the definition of a professional ass kiss. Mm-hmm. All he does is kiss Bill Simmons' ass, and anytime he's, anytime Bill Simmons disagrees with something he says, he immediately backs down. And, and he used like, to kiss Scott Van. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's that was his role on that show too. Was just like, oh yeah, you're you're right, SVP. Let me cradle those balls a little bit more uh, delicately for you there, pal. <laughs> yeah, as long as we can establish more beef with other sports talk shows, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah. Why, why not? Fuck them. We're, we're equally successful. We're and, jokerfied. And we're fully jokerfied. We're jokerfied yeah. at this point. I'm 100% jokerfied. <laughs> and, and, you know... It's hard to not be jokerfied when every bad prediction you predict comes true. So yeah, we've been talking about this class war purge for since last year. I want to say (laughs) it doesn't feel great to be right about it, but you know, here we are. Yeah, I was wrong about the Super Bowl, but I got this right. Hooray! (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Um. But yeah, uh, last thing I got, I'm excited because soccer is coming back in Europe everywhere and the MLS has announced they're coming back too. Um, they're really going in hard on this Black Lives Matter. Um, all the German teams are wearing, like their warm-up shirts are all I Can't Breathe or Black Lives Matter. Um, Frankfurt Eintracht, that team, they played today and their jerseys were speci- specially made for today. And where the sponsor is on the chest, it just said, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Damn. Um, the British team, all the Premier League teams that start up the, not this weekend, but next weekend, they've already been practicing and that stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's spreading globally. In England, they're knocking over statues of uh, slave traders and shit that they have over there. So yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's cool to see it go global. And at the same time, it's sad that like – where it started here it's like the our sports leagues would never no would oh, never yeah. do that yeah <laughs> never ever do that i think the nba is going to allow the guys to kneel this time for the first time yeah um, i mean always... I, yeah, if, if there's any league that would be generally cooler with yeah. that kind of stuff it would be the nba yeah cuz they used to, like kobe started the i when eric garner was murdered the i can't breathe shirts and they would all wear them Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, um, I forgot about yeah, that. it's cool. I will say my one little rant here at the end. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy seeing athletes speak out because it does make a difference. I don't like people. There's been a lot of people like shitting on them for speaking out and backlash, like especially against like LeBron James and NBA guys because they're the most outspoken and they've been at marches. Like Trey Young spoke in Oklahoma City at a rally and it looked like he was not prepared at all. But. uh mm-hmm. Like they like NBA guys, I've seen people give them shit because they're like, "Well, you speak out here, but like you didn't say anything about China when you guys lost your deal and what's going on in Hong Kong. So you only care about money. Fuck you." And it's like, yeah, they care about money, but 
are you protesting on behalf of China, uh, Hong Kong? Like yourself, like the people criticizing yeah. these athletes, are you yeah. doing anything uh, about stuff globally? Like, I, I doubt it. Um, yeah, this is their country. What's in their country. So yeah. it's, it's their, their country and it's like their community that's getting exactly uh, brutalized. So yeah, yeah they're going to care. So I don't get those arguments. <laughs> I think it's good that athletes speak out. Um, I think baseball players are the only ones who haven't really said anything, except for Joey Votto. Well, that's yeah. yeah. And Joey Votto did, and I'll, I will say, uh, Eric O'Flaherty, who's a mm. former reliever, he kind of said some stuff on the podcast I listened to with him. But it's also weird. I don't. I, this is like a bigger conversation. I don't want to bring it up right at the end, but like something they did talk about on that podcast with him and Dave O'Brien was how like the major league baseball went from like having a pretty sizable, like black African-American, I should say um, player representation to like almost none. And Mm -hmm. it was interesting hearing them talk about that because it's basically like, yeah, if you, if your family doesn't have money, you can't afford to get good enough at this sport to make it into the bigs or unless like, I guess that doesn't apply to like, uh, you know, players from South and Central America and the Caribbean, like Afro-Latino players. Well, it's different. Yeah. Because those guys don't go to school. They just play baseball. Like, if you have a little bit of talent, like, they take you out of school sometimes and you just play baseball your whole life. Really? So there's, like, there's like handlers that they pay money to. You know what I mean? Or, like, yeah. scouts, I guess you could call them, um, that, like, spot guys. Like, I know in Cuba, there's, like, baseball academies. that, that It's mm. sort of like soccer where they'll pluck the talented kids and it's like, you guys play here and we'll train you. And then when you make it in the bigs, send that money back. I see. So that's why those guys can do that. I see. It doesn't happen here with, with like the inner city kids or anything like that. No. And yeah, it's like, there's a, there's a barrier of entry with baseball where you got to have enough people to form a team. You got to have a field to play on. You got to have, equipment and yeah. you know well, yeah and now it's all about like the travel leagues and the super hyper competitive exactly like the, that whole culture it makes everything so much more expensive because like if you want your kids to play yeah. in front of the against the best players and get in front of the best college scouts or whatever yeah like you, you basically scouts, have to you be, be in best travel league you, you basically have to be upper middle class <laughs> To, yeah. to, to be in that situation, which is why the number one pick, again, is named Spencer Torkelson. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah. I think something has to be done about it because yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. And that does feel like a baseball turning into hockey a little bit. Yeah. You start to hear names, names like that. You're like, no, this is not good. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not like a working class sport quite the way it used to be yeah Spencer. yeah. it's like i want to hear chipper jones at the top of the draft you know i want to <laughs> yeah. hear names yeah. like that yeah not names like asa lacy that's yeah. the number four pick oh geez asa lacy uh sounds like a porn a porn though right, yeah i do have to say that the blue jays the, the number two pick projected number two went to number five and they're all saying He's going to be a superstar, Austin Martin. So look out for him from Vanderbilt. Sounds like a NASCAR driver. And when Jimmy, there's a UGA player who went number six, 
Emerson Hancock. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Which is like the frattiest. That's the yeah. most yeah, old bro. antebellum yeah. Emerson Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How you doing? I'm Emerson Hancock. Before I throw this here baseball, I'm going to have a nice long sip of sweet tea. Oh, and speaking of that, fuck the OK Cafe in Atlanta, just on the record. What did they do? Yeah. The most overpriced and overrated diner in the country that wasn't that good, in my opinion. Uh, They're just, they hung up a sign that made no sense outside of the restaurant that was like, positive lives something like, or all, lives, all lives are positive yeah something yeah like all lives matter that are lived positively or some some something that was like basically all lives matter yeah and they had a sweet tea party yeah uh, on that's the out, right. like outside for people to come drink the sweet tea from the okay cafe I ate, in Buckhead. yeah i don't think i ever ate but that's the one in buckhead right off of i-75 yeah right? It's not yeah, good, man. I've never been there either, but I've always heard about it. But now it's I'll make sure to never go. It's <laughs> yeah. overpriced bad food. And they hang they have like, like the giant Georgia flag on the wall with the Confederate symbol still on it, you know. And it's like, I saw it's that, hard. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But cool. I don't know. Really? The tea made me think of that because I don't like them. I never did. I, I got mad at them when I got the bill the first time I went in there. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yeah, it looks just like a fucking like simple diner, but yeah, that that's sucks. not great. Fuck that. Yeah. If that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I got nothing else. I don't think. Yeah. Neither do I? I will say, uh, after a little hiatus, we're doing some esports again. So uh, oh, nice. tune in. Yeah. Um. Definitely. And. Uh, yeah, just stay alive, stay safe, and uh, fuck the police, man. Yeah, fuck the police. Fuck the police. Support fuck. black businesses if you can. And uh, be nice to people, you know? Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. Do be that. Be nice to everybody. Be Except nice to everybody. Except for the yeah. cops. And yep. Spencer Torkelson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fuck him. I'm and kidding. Fuck I'm sure he's cops. fine. I don't know that good. He seems nice enough, but he's a doofus. He's an Arizona State frat boy, I bet. He seemed like a nerd when I just saw him interviewed and he had all these shitty movie posters. <laughs> and they're like, Carl Ravager's like, of the movie posters behind you, which one's your favorite? And he was like, oh, it's got to be that one. And it was The Sandlot. And then he was like, oh, it's a toss up between The Sandlot and Rookie of the Year. Mm. And I was like, geez, on the nose much? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I only watch baseball movies. <laughs> I like baseball and I like dinosaurs and I like chicken nuggets. <laughs> but yeah, uh, be good to each other and stay alive, folks. And uh, keep an eye out on Twitch uh, for those streaming games. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode.